Hello everyone, welcome back. I'm going to try to do another video explaining the article I wrote today from my website, theartofthomas.wordpress.com, Thomas with no H. Uh, I haven't published it yet, so it won't show up here, but uh, today the article I wrote is called The Catch 22 of Our Time. I wrote myself a little thing so I can keep the video concise and quick and I don't ramble too long this time. Anyway, so the way I see things is that we are in the end of an era. Some people call it the industrial era or age. You know, you, it's what, it's the world that came about after the industrial revolution. And that's the way we've been living so far. But now we're moving towards what it's been labeled the information era or the information age. And something that I've been, I've been reading about, uh, in this, I've been using mainly this book as my source that I recommend everyone. I keep recommending it to everyone and hopefully someday one person will listen and would actually read the book, which is really, really good. It's called The Sovereign Individual. Now, it's really difficult to make the right decisions if you're, if you're not aware of the time that you're living in. And we, I believe, are in a very particular time in history. And if we don't, if we're not aware of it, we won't be able to understand what's happening and make the right decisions. Now, what they explain in the book, the authors, is that we can all agree that the Roman Empire ended somewhere around the year 500 after Christ. But it took, like, it was only in the year 800 that people acknowledged that the empire ended in the year 500. So that means that from the year 500 to the year 800, those 300 years, the empire had already ended, but people were still living as if it wasn't. Only in the year 800, people were like, yes, the empire ended 300 years ago. So it's very difficult for people when we are in a transitional period to realize that we are in that moment in history. And it's not until a lot of years after the facts that we actually look back and understand. And my thinking is that, and the people who wrote the book also explained that the, um, the last age that we lived in finished somewhere around the year 2000. And for the last 20 years, we've been in this transitional period. Now, usually, the transitional moments from an era to the next take a couple hundred years to unfold. But the particularity of our situation is that the information age means that information travels so much faster. And that means that the speed of change is increased by a lot. So I think, again, based on what I've been reading and researching, that we are actually going to see the unfolding of 
several hundred years of transition compressed into one lifetime, which means that everybody living in the world today would end up living in a very substantially different world. So it is very much crucial to pay attention to understand the moment that we're living in because things are changing and they're going to change even faster. And it's going to be, for those who are not paying attention, the changes are going to be really, really painful because most of the times the new technologies aren't adopted at a mass scale until it's absolutely essential, until the pain of not doing so, it's too big. So my hope is with these videos, I can express my mind in a clear way and I can hopefully inspire people to pay attention, to understand and to start preparing themselves for the changes to come so that the transition is smoother and it's not abrupt and it's not caused by the pain of not adapting. Anyway, now here comes the title of the video and the article, The Catch-22 of Our Time. And this is one of the main things that I, I believe is going to trigger the amount of pain that is going to cause the world to switch at a mass scale. So let's go back a little bit in time and history. Um, our economic system is um, is very fragile right now, especially with the whole COVID situation and the lockdowns and all that. Um, so the amount of, how can I start? Let's say. Our, our currency, mostly let's talk about the dollar, used to be pegged to gold which meant that one dollar, you could go to the bank and you can exchange it for a piece of gold. Now, in the 70s, that stopped being the case. The dollar got separated from the gold and that allowed the government to be able to print money without having to have anything to back it. And that gave them a lot of power when faced with economical hardship. Because if you're faced with, um, like if you need money and you can just print it out, that seems like it solves the problem. Now, the thing is that you're not solving the problem because printing money creates its own problems, which is, which is mainly inflation. The more of something that you have, the less valuable it becomes. So the more you print, money, the less each individual dollar bill is worth. So we have come after lots of years of living in this system that we have globally accumulated so much debt that we cannot repay it. And the only way to pay the debt is to print obscene amount of money so that the debt itself gets devaluated, 
right? Say I owe you a hundred dollars. Now I can print a thousand dollars and give you a hundred and the debt is cleared and I still have all this, ma- this money left. Now the problem is that in doing so, I have diminished the purchasing power of my remaining money. So that is why it's so hard for people to understand inflation. Because inflation doesn't mean you're going to lose your money. Like if I have a thousand dollars in the bank, inflation is not going to take that thousand dollars. I'll still have that thousand dollars. The problem is the stuff that I can buy with that thousand dollars is going to go down a lot. You know, on my last video, I talked my, an example. When I was a kid, I used to go to the shops in Argentina and with one dollar, with one peso, which was equal to one dollar at the time, I could buy, I think I could, you could buy 20 sweets. And now if you go with one peso, you can't even buy one sweet. You can't. Like one peso right now is worthless because of inflation. And that's going to happen at a mass scale, which means that when you print out more money, the cost of living rises because everything gets more expensive. Now, at the same time, and this is why it's so confusing and difficult for people to understand it, is that your wages, what you're going to be paid, is going to increase. So you're going to be happy. You're going to be like, I used to make $1,000. Now, now I make $1,100. i am doing better. But what you don't understand is that everything else is getting more expensive faster than what your wage is increasing. So you have more money, but your purchasing power, which is the important part, is going down every year. Usually in a good year, it would be around 2%. Uh, now, official sources that say it's above 5%. Most people believe, if you look objectively at the facts, that it's over 10%. So this has a lot of consequences. First of all, your wage is not increasing 10% every year. So that means that your purchasing power is going down every year. Down, 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 down. At the same time, everything is going higher, high, high, high. So the people who have enough to live will find it harder and harder to keep on, to catch up. Whereas the people who already are well off will have more ex- uh, expendable money. They're going to have more free money. And because they will notice their purchasing power going down, they won't want to hold their currency. So they're going to invest it in real estate, in stocks, in bonds, in all of these things that are going to go up in price because most people are putting their extra money there, which means literally means what I call the reverse Robin Hood effect. When you print money, you take purchasing power from the people that have the least and you give it to the people that have the most. Now, this has been happening steadily since we detached ourselves from the gold standard. Um, So far, it has not been... a the problem that it, it, it will be soon because now we reach the stage where the debt is too high. So we can't stop printing. We can't. If we stop printing now, the entire economy collapses because we cannot repay our debts. But we also reached the stage 
where the divide between the people that don't have enough and the people that have too much, it's as big as it can be withstand. So if we continue to print money, we will cross, there is a particular number, and I don't have it in my head right now, but you can look it up, that once the normal people, working class people, uh, reach a certain stage where they can't afford a normal life, that creates social upheaval and in most cases ends up with some sort of revolution or major social crisis. So that is the catch-22 that we're living in. We can't stop printing money because the entire thing will collapse, but if we continue, we will make some sort of social massive unrest. And I don't know how to escape this. And I am, this is what keeps me really worried. And that's what, that's why I want to talk to people about this because I don't know how we're going to get out of this. Um, for me, the best answer I can come up with is Bitcoin. Now, why is that? It's because Bitcoin is what it's called hard money. Now, before Bitcoin, the hardest money human found through its entire history was gold. This is because gold, you cannot make more gold. Like you can if you go and you mine it, but it costs a lot of resources and you cannot make a limited amount of it, whereas you can with uh, paper money. And also paper, paper money costs nothing to pr- produce. So it's a, it's a real problem. It's a real problem. And we need to go back to some sort of standard like gold, but I believe Bitcoin is in several aspects even better than gold. For example, we don't know how much gold there is uh, in the mines, so inflation could have a spike or a drop uh, that we cannot anticipate. Whereas with Bitcoin, we know mathematically uh, when the new Bitcoins will come into circulation, how many Bitcoins there will ever be, ever and nobody can control Bitcoin. It works in a decentralized way and it cannot be stopped. It's censorship proof. You can keep it in your pocket, which with gold, if you have too much, you can't. You can divide it very easily. With gold, again, it's very hard. So in a lot of ways, Bitcoin is better than gold. In fact, most people call Bitcoin gold 2.0. Um, and this is something that you should research on your own to make your own mind. But I do believe that eventually we would, as a society, move towards what people are calling the Bitcoin standard. I think that's going to be great. And I think all this uh, moment that we're in, all these troubles, will eventually lead to that which is good. So at the end, the light at the end of the tunnel, which is we're going in the right direction. But the problem is that almost every single institution will collapse in the transition from here to there. And that is what is worrying me. Is the moment, is the moment that we're in now, which we're, we need to go to this new place, but in the process, we need to shed the old skin. And that's going to be 
really, really painful for almost everyone. And that's why I urge, and I make these videos just to urge people not to listen to me and accept what I'm saying, and but just to pay attention, be aware, and research about this and prepare yourself so that you can smooth the transition, at least for you and your family. And if we're all doing that, then we're going to have a better time. Unfortunately, I, if I'm being honest, I don't, I don't see a lot of people doing this and I feel sorry for them. And I'm also worried because I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm trying to prepare myself as best as I can, but it is a very unprecedented time and it's going to, I'm a bit scared to be honest. I don't, I don't want to make you scared because I want to stay positive. And I want to try to see the opportunities because crisis and opportunities are always linked together. And I think for the people who are aware of this and adopt technologies like Bitcoin to and are already establishing their lives so that the transition won't affect them that much, they're going to have a huge opportunity during these moments. Um I'm worried for everyone else. I'm worried for society in general, especially for the people that are living in, in big cities. Uh, I live very close to Sydney. I don't know what's going to happen. I honestly, I, I don't know. I see many people asleep, uh, just going as, as if today is the same as yesterday, which it isn't. And when I talk to people, they look at me as if I'm crazy and I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly, I wish. I hope I'm wrong and I hope I'm crazy. Uh, I don't think I, I am though. And that's, that's a little bit scary. It r- reminds me of the um, Greek story of Cassandra where the gods bless her with the power to see what's going to happen and curse her with the fact that even though she knows what's going to happen, nobody will ever listen to her. And she just has to watch how everything collapses around her. And it's a, it's a tragedy. Almost every Greek story is a tragedy. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Just uh, for now, I just wanted to explain my thoughts. The catch-22, I think it's something we need to think about because I don't see a way out. Um, at the level of society, I do think at the level of the individual, there are things we can do. If you haven't started researching Bitcoin, you definitely, definitely should. And don't get... Tra- uh, be careful of all the other crypto stuff, like all the other coins. There, there are interesting things around. I'm not going to say there aren't, but uh, Bitcoin is very different than all the other cryptos, and you have to keep that in mind. And for what I'm saying, I'm talking specifically about Bitcoin and not the other ones. Uh, but anyway, it's a long video. I know. I'm trying to make them shorter. I'm trying to make them a little script so I don't ramble on too much. But anyway, I'm I'm not professional at this. I'm just, I'm doing my best with the stuff I have. And hopefully with time, I can do better. Anyway, thank you for watching. And I'll see you again, uh, hopefully soon. Enjoy, have fun, and pay attention. If, if anything, pay attention.